Welcome to the Pharmacy Quality Solutions Quality Corner Show with your hosts, Jesse McCullough and Nick Dorch. We will talk quality of healthcare and explore what that actually means. Let's dig into performance measurements, the equip platform, and maybe de-stress and divert from the pharmacy conversation with occasional talk about nerdy passions and hobbies. Without further ado, here's Jesse and Nick. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Pharmacy Quality Solutions Podcast. Uh, I'm Jesse McCullough. As always, I'm joined with my good friend, Nick Dorch. Nick, how are you doing today, sir? I'm just glad that you've invited me back for another episode, Jesse. So I think that's a good sign and uh, looking forward to our discussion today. Yeah, you know, we're, uh, we're sort of developing a routine here. Uh, but uh, with our routine today, I want to hit a topic that I think is very, very important. And uh, I want to give a disclaimer out. Uh, to our listeners that this one may be a little bit shorter, uh, but my intent is to keep it very, very focused. Um, We have talked in previous episodes about just some of the different uh, performance measures that are out there in the marketplace. Obviously, there's a big emphasis on the adherence measures. But one of the things that I find uh, in conversations with pharmacists is that they don't necessarily understand how the measure is calculated and they also don't understand how the measure behaves especially over time so uh, as far as topics go nick you think we can uh, you think we could find some things to talk about with that today yeah i'm really excited for this topic jesse and and i can say that we talk a lot about this internally um you and i at, at, in our workplace uh, I was at a meeting earlier this week and uh, see, I graduated in the last decade and I can tell you from when I was in pharmacy school, adherence measures and some of these specifics that go into it, it was a passing topic that we heard, but wasn't something that we learned about in, in school. So for a lot of pharmacists, yes, they understand that patients are adherents and yes, they can impact adherence for patients, but the intricacies of a performance measure or an adherence measure majority of pharmacists aren't going to inherently know that part of it. So hopefully today we can shed some light on this topic. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm old enough to tell you that we didn't talk about adherence whenever I was in pharmacy school. We talked about compliance, right? <laughs> so it was a completely different attitude uh, back then. But uh, Yeah, we don't use that word anymore. No, we don't. Uh, but uh, to the listeners, uh, between Nick and I, uh, you probably have a strong 20 years of experience in playing with these measures now. So uh, our intent is over the next several minutes here is to give you some of the things that we have learned um, to hopefully can condense our 20 years of experience into, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes uh, to help you uh, with your uh, uh, understand the adherence measures a little bit better. So Nick, I wanna start off with this. Um, When we look at the adherence measures, especially the PDC measures, um, there's a couple of parts to it. There's the individual part and there's the aggregate part. Uh, can, Can you help me unpack that? Yeah, absolutely. So when we're measuring adherence, it always starts with the patient, right? So is that patient adherent to their therapy? Uh, Now, most of the measures that we are looking at that are used in the marketplace today evaluate a patient on proportion of days covered. Um, Do the days that they have medication covered based on their prescription fills, do those cover at least 80% of the days in the measurement period? If the answer to that is yes, then that patient is indicated as adherent. If that score is less than 80%, they are considered non-adherent. Um, this is a measure where you're continuously looking at that patient over over periods of times from a, what is the start date, what is the end date. Um, you can't be having dates where a prescription's counting 
uh, or a day from a prescription fill is counting more than once, this percentage or this score, it is capped at 100%. So you can't have a patient being at 110%. That's not something that happens, right? Uh, or if it is, we're probably talking with a, a physician about what we need to do. Um, mm -hmm. But it is capped there at 100%. Um, you don't get days that count beyond that measurement period. Um, but again, 80% of days covered, does the patient have that? If yes, adherent. If they're not, then they're not adherent. Um, important part here, Jess, and I'm gonna throw throw this comment in, uh, just because to me it's always important. Um, whether a patient is above or below 80%, that's always a worthwhile consideration to have a conversation with the patient and understanding their medication utilization, right? Just because they're above 80% here and now on whatever the date is, doesn't mean that they're gonna be staying that way forever. Right, right. One of the things that I have learned is that uh, at first I always thought of medication adherence as being an educational issue, right? The, the patient just needs to know enough. And once, once I'm able to bless my patients with all of my knowledge, then they're miraculously going to take their medicine as prescribed from there on out. Um, and what I've learned over the years is that um, there probably is an educational uh, component to it, but it's not exclusively that. There's very much a behavioral component to it. And, uh, you know, for our listeners, we're recording this in October. Uh, and we know that coming up towards the end of the year, we have uh, a couple of holidays. You've got, uh, you, you've got your December holidays, you've got New Year's, you've got your uh, Thanksgiving holidays, and all those things are, can, can serve as disruptions to what your normal behavior is. Uh, because I'll, I don't know, I'm not gonna speak for you, Nick, but I will speak for me and tell you that my behavior on Thanksgiving day is a lot different than my behavior on most other days of the year, right? You know, I gorge myself and lay on the couch and watch football all day. I don't, for the most part, I don't do that any other day of the year. So um, when we look at this, I think it's key uh, just, just, just to understand that aspect and that your point is exactly right. You can have patients that are adherent at times of the year. Um, and there, they, you have patients that can be non-adherent at other times of the year. Um, and uh, as you look at those scores, I think one of the things that we need to keep in mind is that with that definition, and for most classes of drugs, it is 80%, um, but with that definition, that gives quite a bit of wiggle room, uh, quite a few days that can be missed over the course of a year. So if a patient starts off and their first fill is the 1st of January, they can miss 70 what, 72, 73 days over the course of the year, they can miss two months of therapy and still be considered adherent. And I think that if we look at that from a clinical perspective, we would say, well, that's very generous. Yeah, I think not even just a clinical perspective. And I've asked friends and family members that are not pharmacists or healthcare practitioners, um, because the other way that I look at this is if a patient misses two fills out of the year, then they get 10 fills out of 12 fills for the year. That's roughly equates to 83%. Now, if I asked a family member or a friend, hey, if patient Joe missed two fills of their medication, uh, do you think that patient would be considered adherent? I think most people will find that their non-healthcare practitioner friends and families would, would think that, yeah, that's definitely not a patient that's being adherent. That's a lot of time that is missed. Um, so it's important to track with the adherence as well. And Jesse, this, this part here, I want to make sure we, uh, we, we focus on this. Um, adherence does change over time. There's a lot of reasons, and if you look into the academic research, patients tend to become less adherent over time. There's a number of reasons that can be related to that. Um, 
They may think they're getting better. They may just be tired of taking medications. There could be changes in the product that they get. They could be moving. There could be changes in their copay. But generally, patients are becoming less adherent over time. And while there's a lot of reasons that patients become non-adherent, the best indicator for patients to become non-adherent is if they've had prior history of non-adherence. Now, when we're looking at any kind of performance period, or if we're looking at a calendar year, the longer that a patient's evaluated, the more likely they are to become non-adherent. Typically, we see this in the reporting data where if a pharmacist is checking their equipped dashboard and they're looking at a patient from the period of January through March or January through April, January through May, chances are that patient's going to be pretty adherent. And, and you know, at the beginning of the year, if they miss a fill, their score is probably going to still be pretty high. But as those gaps between fills start to accumulate, and as they may, missing, may be missing touch points with their pharmacist, those gaps can start to become uh, longer, more expansive. So typically that's where we see as we get to periods, especially like January through August, January through September, where patients really start to hit that downward slope and you start to see those adherence scores um, really uh, starting to take a decrease. So it becomes imperative, one, uh, pharmacists focus on making sure that they're addressing adherence early and often in the, in the year that the patient understands the importance for it. But then as you're going throughout the year or any other uh, period of time that you're continuing to have that messaging. Now, you don't want to be providing the same message. You don't want to be a broken record, but you need to have a new approach, a new initiative for that patient, why they should be taking their medication, not just why they're taking their medication, but also evaluating, are they taking the right medication? Because the patient taking the right medication is more likely to be adherent to that medication. Absolutely. If you have a patient who is uh, uh, having adverse uh, reactions or side effects to, to, the, to the medication, I don't think anybody should be surprised to see that they miss a dose or right. two or a week or two or a month or two, you know, as you look at that. So whenever you see those individual adherence scores uh, that for sure are lower than 80%, but perhaps can even be above 80%, I think that's a good indicator that perhaps there's something we can do to improve the therapy for this patient to help them be on the best medication for them. Um, you, you know, from a, I'm going to, claim that this is a pharmaco-economic uh, perspective, and you can correct me on this, uh, Nick, but, you know, wh why would a, why should a patient be concerned about paying for three quarters of a year of medication? You know, they're non-adherent. You know, they're not going to get any benefit from them, so if we, if we can help them, if we can help them match the therapy to what their needs are, what their situation is, there is huge, huge benefit and huge, huge value that comes from that. Yeah, it really makes a difference. And I think pharmacies see, see the same thing when they're looking at, so we've been talking here about an individual patient and their adherence and their PDC score. Um, but if a pharmacy is looking at the score from the attributed data, the patients that they have, it's actually really a similar effect. And that shouldn't be, that shouldn't be surprising, right? If you're seeing more and more patients that tend to get less adherent throughout the course of the year, um, the performance scores associated with that pharmacy are probably going to follow a similar pattern. Um, so I'm going to transition us. And if, if pharmacists are looking at their equip scores, um, this is one question I know that we tend to get a lot from folks saying that, Hey, if my pharmacy score is, is 82%, is that the score of my patients and their adherence? And that's an important distinction um, around what that is. So if a pharmacy in their equipped dashboard sees what that performance score is, that's the percentage of patients that are considered adherent. So easy example, if a pharmacy has 20 patients 
and they have 16 of them that are adherent, 16 out of 20 patients, that's 80%. That's, that's the pharmacy's performance score, right? So we have that kind of information that's there. But typically, if, a, if patients, if they are becoming less adherent over time, that's where you're going to see that January through April, January through May period, you have, they may have 16 out of 20 adherent. When we get to January through August, January through September, like I said, if patients are getting less adherent, maybe that pharmacy now only has 12 patients out of 20 adherent. And now their score as a pharmacy is 60%. So that doesn't necessarily mean that their patients are only 60%, but that's a direct reference to the patients that the pharmacy has. Yeah, the percentage of those patients. And that that's something that it took me uh, several years to figure out. So uh, uh, listeners, here's the opportunity to compress a lot of time uh, and experience. Um, when you look at a rolling six months because in equip we we have that continuous six month tracking and if you were to go through and just look at different six month windows what you see is that your scores and even your patient counts generally speaking are, are pretty consistent you're going to see that on a particular measure you have x number of patients and this is what your score is and um, uh, as you move from one six month period to the next it's it's going to stay pretty much the same um, when you switch to that year to date, uh, and especially because we're looking at the aggregated data, I think there's a really interesting phenomenon that happens. And this is completely normal. This has happened since the beginning of, of time, you know, measuring adherence. Uh, but as, as that window expands, as you go from looking at six months to seven months to eight months to nine months to 10 months, to I guess to 11 to 12. Uh, see, this is a good pharmacist joke. Can, can, can the pharmacist count on a podcast? Uh, but, uh, you weren't uh, counting by fives. So I was okay. not. I was not. I wasn't even counting by threes. Uh, but, the, uh, but the idea is, is that as you widen that, uh, that uh, measurement window, what you see is you see that the number of patients actually goes up. And it's because you, you are now catching more non-adherent patients. You have a patient that, that fills once in January and then fill, doesn't fill the next time till July. And now we're starting to capture that. So what you see is that as time goes on, as you go from six months to 12 months, you will see that your score will slope downwards and you will see that your patient count goes up. Now, will there be some exception to this? You probably can find a couple exceptions to this depending on your, your patient count. But when you start looking at hundreds of patients, that's typically what you see. And uh, uh, Nick, I'll let you clean that up, but, but I, I, I would expect that you're seeing a, a lot of things very similar to that. Yeah, when I look at the different reporting periods and how pharmacists use them, whether it's a six month or year to date, um, I think it's important to have considerations for both, how they look at that data. Um, looking at this rolling six-month performance period, it's roughly the same amount of time from month to month with that reporting period, right? Some months are going to be, <laughs> some periods are going to be a little bit different based on months that have 30, 31 days. If you've got that one month that has 28 or once mm -hmm. in four years, 29 days, it can be a little bit different, but it's fairly consistent. The scores are going to be around the same window. Um, so that makes it a little bit, I would say it's actually a little bit easier for pharmacists to, to understand and comprehend how that works. But it being a six-month window, um, it is fairly shorter, and there's a lot that can happen in six months, or there's a lot that may not happen in the six months as far as some of those performance changes. So the year-to-date is a much long, longer, long, it's a much uh, more longitudinal view. 
Um, I would say to that effect, it's more comprehensive as far as a patient's care because it is a longer period of time. Um, it's going to be encapsulated more change to their medication behavior. Um, and then because of the STAR ratings program and how that looks at patients for their uh, calendar or, or the benefit year, January through December, um, that, that it, it becomes particularly important um, in that regard. Um, but I want to make sure that I'm clear in my description. I think it's important for pharmacists to, to look and utilize and understand uh, performance in both of those aspects because I think they do tell important stories um, from a continuous quality improvement standpoint. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. We had previously recorded an episode uh, talking about that, and and that's one of those things. This is this becomes a very real place where you can apply this. If you want to see if you're improving, you you need to look year over year to 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 be able to compare something like that. Not necessarily this month versus last month, especially if you're looking, uh, you know, on a year to date type perspective. Because as you get deeper into the year, you may very well see your score go down. But if you compare or year, year over year, you may see that you are actually improving because you're you're not having the attrition that you have seen in previous years. So um, I think those are those are some key things to to consider. Now, Nick, I threatened at the top of this podcast that we would try to keep it shorter. I don't know that we're doing a good job of that because this is uh, this is bringing up several other ideas, and I think we're just going to put these uh, on the list for things to talk uh, for us to talk about on a future episode. But I think we need to talk about accumulated missed days. I think we need to talk about uh, patient recovery, um, some of those different elements that really help us capture what's going on and then how we can better impact these adherence measures, especially deeper in the year. I, I mean, I think there's a tremendous amount of value for that. And we didn't even touch on, on all the other measures that are out there that don't necessarily behave the same way that the adherence measures behave. Yeah, uh, stat use measures and other clinical guideline type of measures, those have a different effect. Um, we, and we, we preface this by saying we're talking about the adherence measures and measurement periods today. So I think we covered ourselves. Um, Jesse, you know internally uh, that I always talk about how being technically correct is the best form of correct. And I think we did a good job of describing that today. Um, but I'm looking forward to future episodes where we can describe how this works for other measures uh, and how pharmacies can get into specific strategies um, to improving adherence for these performance reporting periods. Yeah, so um, we're, we're, we're getting a note from the producer that we are technically at 19 minutes, which uh, really means that we haven't been any shorter on this one. Uh, but uh, that's, that, 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 that's not a bad thing. This is a tremendous topic to be covering. Um, to the listener, I am gonna bring us in for a landing here. I do wanna let you know, I wanna encourage you to go to uh, our website, pharmacyquality.com. Uh, we have an educational library there where we have about 20 videos where you can go in. We actually have a couple videos on medication adherence uh, that will talk about this uh, topic. Um, it's a little, it's obviously a little bit shorter uh, and it's got a lot more cartoon to it. So if, if you like that, that's, um, I, I think that's a tremendous resource and I want to encourage you to check out those and the other videos that we have there. Um, I also want to just take the time here to say thank you. Uh, very much appreciate everyone who takes time out of their schedule, whether it's whether they're on the treadmill, whether they're in the car, um, whether it's on the lunch break, whatever it turns out to be, we very much appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. I do have a favor to ask of you, though. I do want to ask you to, to, to share this podcast with at least two friends. 
because if you share it with two friends and they share it with two friends and all of a sudden we have a situation where we can really get the word out about what we're doing here with the podcast. I also want to encourage you this way. Um, we, we've talked about a number of things over the last uh, few episodes. Um, so you probably have some questions and I want to encourage you to submit those questions to us. Uh, you can send them to us by email, by emailing us at info at pharmacyquality.com. Again, that's info, I-N-F-O at pharmacyquality.com. Nick and I come together here so we can share our perspectives and our insights on what's happening in the performance measurement space. And we want to help you become as effective as possible in how you care for your patients. So until next time, we wish you well.